That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Broadcasting from the west coast of the Golden State, the nation's most straightforward recovery talk show, That Sober Guy podcast, helping to keep your brain sharp and your blood clean. And now, Shane Raymer. What's up? Thank you for tuning in today. I have Brian Bayless joining the show. Brian is a recovering alcoholic, and he is also the co-founder of Ascent at Ascent.org. We're going to talk about the importance of aftercare today. And, uh, and with the Ascent app, which was created at the University of Wisconsin, it's really geared towards aftercare. What do you do when you get out of rehab? What do you do when you're first sober? If you didn't go to a 30-day in-treatment, maybe you're doing outpatient, or maybe you're just attending meetings trying to get sober and stay sober, especially early on, that aftercare is a really, really crucial time in your recovery. We're also going to talk about Brian and his struggle and battle with alcoholism and the years that um, that that kind of ran his life and how his life took course and got sober and then went on to creating the Ascent app and kind of where he's at today. In doing so, talking about the aftercare, I thought this was a good opportunity to talk about the cowboy story, the Shane Raymer cowboy story. I know I've talked about it a couple times. It seems like something new comes up every time, but it was such an important part of my recovery early on that in case anybody missed it, maybe you're new to the show. I want to share it again because it really does. It really does kind of lay out for you, uh, the confusion that can be involved right when you get home from treatment or early on in your recovery. First, a word from our sponsor, sober nation. Sober nation is the largest online recovery community and treatment resource center. They provide treatment resources to those struggling with addiction, as well as to family members who were caught in the crossfire. On top of that, Sober Nation is a huge community of good people who share their experience with each other. They have informative content, recovery and addiction news, as well as an entire clothing line, which helps expand the culture of recovery. They can be found at www.SoberNation.com. Once again, that's SoberNation.com. Also, check out some of the apparel and some of the clothing line on SoberNation.com. If you go on there and you want to order something, there's a promo box, a promo code box where you can type in Shane, S-H-A-N-E, and you can save 20% on all clothing apparel. So if you're going to check out, hit that box up. Once again, type in Shane, S-H-A-N-E, and save 20%. They got some rad gear on there. So let's talk about this cowboy story that I'm referring to. So I went to 30-day treatment, for those of you who don't know. And uh, when I got home, it was a very, very confusing time for me. I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I stood. Uh, my, my wife and I's relationship was really, really torn at the time. Um, we both felt like we really didn't know each other. And, uh, you know, really how the hell could I know her if I didn't even know myself? And so when I got home the first week or so I had like, look, I've never wore Wranglers. I've never had boots. I've always dug on some old school country music. I've always liked that, that old Johnny cash, one of my heroes, um, Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, of course, um, you know, all that old stuff, George Jones, 
uh, Hank, Hank Williams Sr. and Jr. and the third actually too. But just to name drop a few of them there, that's the kind of stuff that I, I grew up on when I was a kid. My grandma used to take me garage sailing. We'd listen to some Johnny Cash, some Merle Haggard. I love that country old school music, but I'd never, ever dress like that, right? I never took on that persona, even though I've always had some love for it. Well, when I got home, I didn't know who I was. All I knew was that I was sober, newly sober, and I was kind of lost. And so I went out and I bought like three pairs of Wranglers. I mean, I'm a, I wear Dickies. I really don't wear the Dickies so much anymore, but I mean, at the time I was like a Dickies guy with a t-shirt, some Chuck Taylors or some Vans and an A's hat. You know, that that's probably would describe my apparel to the bed or a white t-shirt, you know, real, real simple. Um, that, that was my style forever. Cool hats. Like I always, I've always been a hat dude. Maybe you've seen a picture on there with the the cab driver hat or a fedora or some something like that, right? That was me. That is me. You know, it's, it changes over time, I guess, but the root of it, there it is. But never hunting vests, never cowboy boots, um, never Wranglers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I wish I could rock it, to be honest. I think it looks super cool, but it's just not, not me. It doesn't work for me. And so when I got home, you know, I really went, all out. And I bought this hunting vest and I was going to be this working man. And, you know, I was just going to keep my head down and dude, there was so much confusion there. And it was funny. I put this shit on and my wife, like I, I remember walking out and she's like, who in the hell are you? Like, who are you? And I got all offended. You know, I got all pissed off. Like, <laughs> this is me. This is the new me, you know, and this I'm wear boots now. And it was just, it was a very odd time. And my point to this story is number one, it's kind of funny, right? Because it's just, it just was not me, but I was so lost in the fact on who, who I was at the time. You know, I'd, I'd only known, you know, basically the, the focal point of any fun in my life had been around partying and, um, take that out of the equation. It was really this like identity crisis, like, Oh my God who am I, you know? And so when we talk about aftercare, these are things like, thank God at the time, you know, I, I was so, I was so lost, but at the, at the time I had a good support foundation set. I was locked in, in meetings. I had a quite a few people in my phone. I had Seth right there. I had my wife. Of course I had my mom. I had the rest of my family, you know? So I had a good support system to kind of hold me accountable but for many of us out there, we don't all have that. We're not all that lucky. And um, if you don't have that, if you don't have someone close to you, a good friend or a good community, or you know, your your kind of sketch on hitting up the the meetings in your community, you know, that can be a huge problem and a huge um, a huge bridge to leading back to drinking or or using drugs again. And so aftercare is so important because you never know. You might wake up one day with the cowboy boots on. And so it's really important to have, um, you know, to have that foundation and to have that, um, that support system set up. And speaking of that, we have the Facebook page, um, the, and the private Facebook group, sober guy, sober girl. So search that out on there and request to add. 
Uh, we're getting multiple people every single day that are adding to this group, and it's really awesome. There's a lot of cool people in there that are sparking up conversations, asking questions, um, people that are newcomers that are just sober for a day or two, and people that have been sober for you know a couple years. There's a, there's a good little mix of people in there, so check that out. A couple more things, and then we're going to get to talking with Brian Bayless here. Um, Colin made a donation to the show. I just want to give him... Little bit of love, man. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, all donations go right back into the operation to help bring you the best recovery content. And um, it's just greatly appreciated. Another thing that's really, really appreciated is the iTunes reviews. And uh, if you could go to iTunes and leave us a review on there, it helps rank the show and helps more people find the podcast. I think that's it. We're going to get to Brian's interview here. Um, if you have any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ideas for the show, send them to sobriety at that sober I'd be happy to answer any questions. If I can give any advice on any personal experience that I've been through that might relate, I'd be glad to do so much love. Now we're going to get to Mr. Brian Bayless of ascent.org. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for joining us today. We're talking with Brian Bayless and uh, Brian, and he's the co-founder of Ascent at Ascent.org, which is a new app that helps those in recovery stay connected 24-7. And uh, it's really an awesome app. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the episode. Um, now, Brian himself has also struggled with addiction, and we're going to talk a little bit about Brian's struggle and uh, where he's at today. So, Brian, it's great to have you on the show today, man. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. Yes, man. I've been looking forward to it. Been been looking forward to hearing a little bit about your story and kind of kind of how you've battled through that and gotten to where you are today. So, my first question for you, man: Who is Brian Bayless? So, Brian Bayless is the co-founder of Ascent, which is a uh, e-recovery solution. Uh, I'm also a uh, father of three. Uh, three adult children, and I am a grandfather of one. And sometime this week, we'll probably be a grandfather of two. Oh, nice, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sounds like life is pretty good today. Would you? Would, would that be a fair uh, fair statement? Yeah, I, um, yes. I, I'm incredibly grateful for where I am today. Um, it's been a been a pretty challenging journey, um, but I'm... I'm in a pretty good place today. So Brian, uh, take us back to what life was like before and those times struggling to battle addiction. So, um, my addiction really got bad. Uh, and my addiction is alcohol, uh, really got bad, uh, in my forties. Um, I had a lot of life coming at me. I had a lot of challenges, uh, had a lot of behaviors I didn't care for and things that I did that I didn't care for. And um, I struggled. I struggled mightily. And I was having some consequences at home as a result of, uh, of some of my behaviors. And my drinking just continued to increase because I would wake up every morning and feel bad. Yeah. I had a pit in the stomach every morning. And the only way to get rid of that was alcohol. So um, because of some of the consequences at home, I started hiding my drinking and I was drinking, you know, pretty much around the clock, did most of my drinking from probably one to five in the morning. 
uh, so I could hide it. But I had, you know, bottles in the car, um, bottles under my seat. Um, I, you know, hit the the uh, liquor store as soon as it opened every day. Uh, and it came, uh, I got to a point where I just had to have it just to exist, just to be able to get through my day. Um, it was very, very, very difficult. I was also suffering from uh, from depression, and it became debilitating uh, depression. And I finally got myself into a situation where I just didn't um, really want to be here anymore and convinced myself that, you know, the world was better without me. Um, and unfortunately, I'm, I got so bad that I finally attempted to do something about that. Hmm. And as a result, um, I, I somehow survived. I was at a point where I, they couldn't even get a pulse on me, but I survived and uh, was put into uh, to treatment and was just um, still a real mess. Uh, got back out um, as soon as I had time to be alone within 10 days of being released from the hospital. I was uh, sneaking, drinking again, um, and then got hospitalized again uh, and put into uh, patient inpatient treatment for a short period of time. Um, again, I was in a state of incredible depression. I was released, uh, finally got into a partial hospitalization program, and uh, that program probably saved my life. I was so depressed I could barely get my head off the table. There were seven other people in that room. Um, those people were very different from me socioeconomically, but very much the same. Uh, those people somehow helped breathe a little bit of hope into me. I got my voice back. I got my confidence back. But unfortunately, six of the seven people relapsed within 90 days. And that's where the... Uh, the concept uh, of ascent came from is that I said, there's got to be a better way. This is, is ridiculous. I mean, these people helped me. What can I do? And so I had a bunch of time on my hands, did a heck of a lot of research and um, found that the real gap in treatment is continuing care. You know, people typically tend to do fairly well when they're in, in inpatient, but what do you do the day you get out? And that's really what the ascent solution is all about. Man, that's uh, that's that's some rough times right there, man. Um, is is going through the ups and downs of this disease? Would you say that? I mean, is it fair to say before it really it got to where? Um, obviously, you had to check yourself into rehab or or get checked into rehab. Um, would you consider yourself though? you know, running a business and, and trying, trying to go about your regular lifestyle, like a functioning alcoholic at the time, because I think that's a big, that's a big obstacle for, for many of us out there um, who, you know, we keep a job. We, we, we have a family, we're, we're responsible. We pay our bills, you know, we're trying to do those things, but at the same time, in order to escape that reality, that stress, those, those moments of struggle times that we just don't, you know, we just don't feel like ourselves, we turn to the bottle. Right. But, a lot of us are able to do that and kind of like you're saying, hide it. Is that something that you kind of experienced too? Absolutely. You know, it was, uh, it was so difficult towards the end because I remember I'd have to, before I'd pick up the telephone, I'd put a smile on my face. Yeah. Wow. Trying so hard to fake it. I mean, it just was, I couldn't wait till I got home from work so I could just isolate mm. and be by myself. Um, it was it was a just a 
continuous struggle. I mean, every day to go and take it and, you know, have to try to make it through and, you know, generate income for my family. It was, it was a pretty rough existence. Yeah, man, that you you were talking too about aftercare. I mean, that's such a huge a huge thing. I, I have I happen to be just looking up uh, some statistics for an upcoming um, meeting that I'm going to attend, and it was something like out of a hundred people, five percent of those people will stay sober for ninety days, and then after that ninety days, five percent of those people will stay sober for two years. So I mean, the numbers there are. That really, it really speaks, you know, that, that, like you said, when you're like, I was in rehab personally for, for 30 days, it was all good in there because there's, you, what choice do you have? I mean, I guess you could run away. It's not prison at that point where I was at, but, um, when you get out, you know, what do you do? So what did you do in your aftercare program that kind of got this ball rolling about, uh, the ascent app? So my aftercare program, I deal with my, uh, social, spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental health needs every day. Mm-hmm. So for me, my aftercare plan, first of all, I have incredible support. You know, I, I have amazing uh, family. I have incredible friends. But, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. Not everybody has me. So um, for my daily routine is I um, work out at 5.30 in the morning, I go to an AA meeting at 7 o'clock. Um, I make sure that I socialize and I don't isolate. Um, I make sure I get out. Um, I, you know, for me, my spiritual uh, needs are taken through, through my, care of through my program. And I make sure that I take my medications as prescribed on a daily basis. And that's, that's my regimen. And I do fellowship and I try to reach out to people. That's my regimen. You said something there, well, you kind of alluding to a routine and I I get this question um, often and people want to know, well, how, how did you quit? You know, how did you stop? And part of it is breaking that routine. At least for me, that's what it was, is breaking that routine, the the certain things, the patterns that I would do. And so how this relates to, to your response to that is you have a certain routine that you do now and it's a healthy routine. Like you said, you get up early, you go to the gym um, you know, then you hit your AA meeting. I, I'm assuming those are probably things that you do on a daily basis and you stick in that routine. How, how important it is, how important is it, um, to have a routine, a positive, healthy routine in recovery? I think it's critically important. Um, I think it's really a function of consistency. You know, as long as I, uh, remain consistent, I'm going to give myself a, you know, a shot at staying in recovery. I think what's critically important is staying connected too. Yeah. Um, I was an isolator. And so I make sure that if I start getting in that mode, I pick up a telephone. I'm talking to somebody. And, you know, that's what, what the kind of the premise behind the Ascent Solution is. is we keep people connected. You know, if you stay connected, and where do people stay connected? They stay connected through their cell phone. Um, but if you stay connected, you're going to have you know, you're going to give yourself a much better shot. But yeah, I think routine is, is, and consistency is critically important. So Brian, man, having, um, having grant one grandkid, one on the way you have your family, of course, um, you know, you're about to, or I think you just previously has, I think ascent has launched. Um, what, what is life like today for you, man, being sober, 
um, like how how different is your life today versus back when you know you were you were just struggling with addiction and really just didn't even want to be here anymore? It's it's not even like the same life. Huh. Uh, you know, I I I write my gratitude list uh, once in a while. And I I actually write it out, um, and I couldn't see any of those things a couple years ago. I couldn't see. I have a gratitude list um, as long as my arm. And I couldn't see any of that. And so, you know, today, um, life is much better. And by the way, I have two grandkids coming. This one coming this week. Oh, one wow. The, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly uh, blessed. I feel very fortunate for what I have. I feel fortunate for the, uh, the gift of the Ascent program. Um, I'm part of an amazing team that helped put together this, uh, this opportunity. And it's, it's all about the mission. We are very, very mission-oriented, and, and really our goal is to try to help reduce the uh, relapse rates in this country. We're not going to you know, change the world, but if we can make a little bit of a move and help some people out, that's what we're trying to do. So, yeah, I, um, I'm pretty grateful. Maybe we can go into um, some of the details about Ascent, how it works, and uh, maybe for someone listening out there who m- maybe they're just – Maybe they're starting their their aftercare program right now. Uh, how can how can Ascent add to that and uh, and really helps uh, to keep them connected? Sure. So let me uh, let me tell you a little bit about what Ascent is and how it works. The Ascent solution combines an e recovery tool, an app, with live twenty four seven three sixty five peer recovery coaching. There are a number of apps that are out. Um, today and being developed, but we, we don't believe that people just recover through technology. We think that it's really, really important for people to stay connected. So we kind of, we have the best of both worlds. And today, you know, people are on their cell phones. Uh, people look at their cell phones an average of 150 times a day. So it's a great place to keep people connected. And a real simple example of how the, the, uh, the app works and how the solution works is on a daily basis, you'll get a pop-up question. You know, are you going to stay clean today? Are you confident you're going to stay clean today? If you answer no to that question, you're going to receive a phone call from one of our peer recovery coaches. And our peer recovery coaches have three-plus years of sobriety, and we put them through over 50 hours of training. So they're there, you know, they, they know where you've been, and, and they can relate to your stories, and they can provide resources for you. Um, you know, some people might just be in need of finding their next meal. Um, and we can, you know, help them with that too. We provide resources and we provide support. The, uh, Ascent, uh, app, which is, is called HS, developed out of the University of Wisconsin and has been, uh, actually been in development for over four years, uh, has, uh, has had significant outcomes. They've uh, been actually been able to reduce uh, hospitalizations in one study of chronically alcoholic veterans by 70%. The app is very feature-rich. Um, so it has surveys, a daily survey, a weekly survey. It has geofencing. So, for example, if I know that the ABC bar is one of my triggers and I enter that into my system, if I get within 100 yards of that, I'm going to get a notification on my phone. And I'm also going to probably get a call from my peer recovery coach because he's going to see I'm in a, I'm in one of my trigger areas. Hmm. Um, we have journaling. 
we're coming out with, uh, in April, uh, medication adherence, uh, a wellness program, uh, an appointment reminder. So it's a very feature-rich app, and we looked at apps all over the country and, and selected the, uh, the HS as our partner, a terrific uh, group of mission-oriented people. So that's basically um, how the app works. Um, just uh, we are actually launching on the 24th, but taking pre-orders today. This is a business-to-business model. So we're typically selling to treatment centers or drug courts, but we have just released a business-to-consumer product. And if anybody is interested um, in utilizing this for their aftercare, um, it can be purchased on our ascent.org store site. Um, you can actually pre-order it. We're filling orders on February 24th. Brian, thanks, man. That app sounds awesome, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, looking into it a little bit more myself. Um, thanks for explaining it, kind of breaking it down, and telling where the listeners they could find it at. Maybe there's someone out there listening who's struggling today. Um, what can you leave them with, man? Uh, what can you tell them to kind of help them through what they're going through at this moment? Reach out. You don't have to do it alone. There are plenty of people out there to help you. Um, you go to my site you can see how to contact me i'll be happy to chat with you um don't isolate and it's the worst thing you could possibly do and you know talk with somebody that's healthy um that's running a decent recovery program reach out um there are so many people that can help you get connected so please please stay connected brian thanks so much for coming on today and sharing my my pleasure thank you very much appreciate it This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. Contact Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. And leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.